What's up, everyone? It's 9 o'clock on a Monday, which means we are back with another episode of Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Egan Shankleton. And I'm your co-host, Riley Zepp. And for the next hour, we will be talking all things sports here on the plains and around the globe. And of course, our picks for the week. I hope you all enjoy the show, and let's get right into it. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. We're listening to another episode of Tough Scenes on WEGO 91.1 FM. And uh, we totally forgot that last Monday was Labor Day, and we just didn't get to do our show. Yeah, that Um, sucked. We were were starting to figure out if we could do our show, but I think just like the whole student center where the Weagle studio is, I think it was just closed. Yeah. And then I I had a really busy week. And you know, me and Riley don't have swipe access, so yeah, we're we, not getting in anywhere. Yeah, it's a tough uh, scene for today us. Today we had to get let in. Um, today was was probably the shortest wait we've ever had, though. Yeah, it was about it's two only minutes. like two minutes, maybe. Yeah, we texted in two minutes later. They came. Normally it's like twenty, thirty. Yeah. But uh, as we've been saying the first two shows, uh, this segment is going to just be you know catching up on what we did the past week and commentating on some Monday Night Football. Tough scenes cast. Tough scenes cast. Uh, we'll give you updates on the game if because uh, we know a lot of you are going to be listening to us instead of watching the Monday Night Football game. Of course, of course. And like, and honestly, this is this is a great game to have because there's been a lot of snooze fest. I don't, don't want to call them snooze fest, but underwhelming. Know, underwhelming as Jamal Adams is carted off the field. That won't be a huge loss though. <laughs> He's not the best. Oh, oh. Wow. Also, I'm up. I was. Uh, I know Russell Wilson hasn't been playing well because the Seahawks only have three points in the second what? quarter. Broncos. Broncos, dude. This is hard. Yeah. This, this, I'm gonna get Did, thrown off because Geno Smith also is elite. Oh, yeah. Both have single digit numbers, seven and three. Oh, Geno. Dude, Geno Smith is playing like he's an MVP this game. Dude, this is West Virginia Geno Smith. This is the Geno Smith that dropped like seventy points on. Uh, was it Clemson in the Orange Bowl, like 2012? What if like he's just that guy that's like uh, Case Keenum where he's a journeyman quarterback and he's just always – oh, they got a holding. So are they going to bring it back? Boo. Oh. Who was it? Phil, Phil Haynes. Haynes. Come on, Phil. Dude, if you're number 60 on the offensive line, I think you need to be a backup. I don't know any 60s that's good. What if we made all the single like all? That's line- not holding, dude. Where's the? He guy? was already falling. Yeah, any. I mean, Geno Smith got robbed. You know what was holding? Uh, that one play in the Alabama Texas game where Bryce Young rolled out and got the first yeah. down. That was holding. We're Although gonna- the safety should have made that tackle in the back. We're going to talk about that. Obviously, biggest probably the biggest ooh, college ooh. football game of the week. You're going backwards. Oh, that's backwards. DK. He went backwards. D- <laughs> Forward progress. Nope. No. Uh, what if Geno Smith is like that guy, like uh, Case Keenum, where he's just back of quarterback, and then he has that, like that one year that in one Minnesota? Year. Yeah. I don't, I mean. Or like a Nick Foles moment. Like these rosters, are, yeah, or Nick Foles. These rosters are, yeah, he ran backwards straight into yeah. a Broncos Didn't see that player. one coming. That yeah, so- but what if, like, hmm. I mean, the, obviously the rosters are nowhere, like, near each other. The Eagles and the Vikings roster that 
Fools in uh, Case Keenum were on compared to the Seahawks one, but I mean the Vikings, yeah, the Vikings roster was like really good. Dude, Justin Jefferson yesterday was glad I didn't play him in fantasy. Yeah, I did. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, I still I might be winning. What do you have? Like eighty-five points? He had thirty-one. I want to say. Uh, Just as we turn the game on and start talking about Geno Smith and how he's doing so good, it they're now uh, it's now fourth and twenty. I'm still winning my mm-hmm. my fantasy matchup. Um, my CD Lamb had a stinker, and stinker. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. The whole stadium had a stinker last night. Kind of had a stinker. Um, I Brady mean, threw a pick that was. Brady threw a pick that I've never seen really before. He threw like a four-yard pick. Cause you know how he just like dinks and dunks, and he just throws those little like passes like three or four yards across the line. Yeah. He was he was doing one, and he just I don't know what it had to have like slipped out of his hand or something. But it was just horrible, and he and it would the linebacker was just right there, and it was like a three-yard pick. Dang. Which Dang. happened so fast. I was like reflexes on that linebacker, top notch. Yeah, it has to be. Who was it? No idea. Okay. Could have been Sean Lee. Which is part of the Cowboys' problem. Half the team is, if you, no idea. Yeah, but that's just kind of like when you have a cap situation like they do. Yeah, we should do that. that, Whenever we start talking about the NFL games of uh, yesterday, after this first segment of Monday Night Football, we should, I want to go in and see like who is getting paid on the Cowboys. Like, (laughs) where's, why is all their money tied up in like five players? Um, Do you think you can name five players on the Seahawks right now? If yeah, if if you ask me like five players in the Seahawks that aren't their receivers, probably not. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, that aren't their receivers. Uh. Well, Geno. Geno Smith and Noah Fant. Oh yeah, Noah Fant. I mean um, Drew Locke, but he's not starting, so he shouldn't count. Um, uh, not Chris Carson anymore, but uh, the guy they Hain- just the guy they just called a penalty on Haynes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Phil Haynes. Um. Oh, uh, Jamal Adams just got carted off. Yeah. Um, Blitz uh, boy. Um, let's. That's Shaquille like, Griffin. It's like three or four. No, he. Not the one with one hand. The other one. Oh yeah, I think so. Um. Um. That's like four or five, right? Yeah. And but then, yeah, still, that's hard. I well, can't do Rashad more than Penny, that. Right? Rashad Penny's the running back now. Yeah. I don't know. They kind of have like a new running back every year. Yeah. Ooh, Kenneth Walker. I remember him because that was a draft pick. Guy from Michigan State, the running back. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really good at Michigan but State. But yeah, other than that, I can't tell you anyone on their offensive line or defensive line, which is a problem. Well, to be fair, I don't think we ever could. Even at their peak, they had Okung. Okung. Yeah. But like, they never had a great D line. I feel like they had someone Bennett. that was like ins- Yeah, Bennett. Because his brother played for the Patriots. Yeah. But like they didn't really like they just had a he was really, a good, really good secondary and linebacker core. Which is weird because I feel like most like generational defenses have like insane D lines. Oh yeah, they they like, always have like one D line. I mean, I guess Michael Bennett was is pretty good, but he's not like a Hall of Famer, I don't think. Well, he wasn't on the same level as like uh Chancellor Thomas. Oh, yeah. No, no uh, chance. Sherman. Right. Here comes Russell Wagner. Wilson. He was booed walking into the stadium. He's probably probably cheering now because he's playing horrible. Yeah. Let's yeah. ride. Yeah. Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride. Broncos country. 
Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. You think every college or sports team in the in the United States has made a has their marketing team has been like, hey, go up there and say our team, let's ride. Yeah. <laughs> Under Armour should do Also what is uh, protect this house. Like I don't think they're ride. like Oregon, they had their first week game was televised. I don't think they're gonna want to put any of the Oregon games prime time anymore because they can't show pics of uh can't show Bo Nix's dad anymore. Yeah in an Auburn jersey. Yeah. Because he's on Oregon. Yeah. But they could still throw in that. Uh, so ESPN's Bo like. his dad played at Auburn, though. He, they'll definitely still throw it in, but they can't throw, like, the. Look at this. He, uh, here's Bo Nix in his backyard when he was, like, six. Here's Bo Nix on. on the Auburn. Yeah, with Auburn jersey on on the sideline. ESPN's like, we don't want anything to do with Bo Nix anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he left Auburn? Get him out. Yeah. Storyline in the trash. Um. How'd your fantasy do the or fantasy team do this today? Um, this I'm in two leagues, what's, and what's, the one in our league I did, uh, I lost. But no, 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 no. You are currently winning. Ooh, ooh, that is okay. So yeah, I was about to. If Russ, to if Russ has up. a bad game, oh, you started Trey Lance. He has to have a really bad game, dude. Trey Lance, like every person on any sports channel and their mom for all off season was saying that he was going to be so insanely good. And I mean, like, when has the 49ers offense ever been bad? I don't know. I feel like they're always just pretty uh, solid. Well, like when they're when the 49ers are good, they've always had a like just a good yeah. offense. So in that league, I'm basically I was up like seven points, but he still has Russell Wilson, who at the moment only has three point four. So and I'm only up. 111 to 107. So I think I'm definitely going to lose, which I'm so mad because Jameis Winston on my bench had 22 points. Yeah. Dude, I. Uh, and Trey Lance had 10. If I would have started uh, Jahan Dotson and Michael Carter, I would have. Or Robbie Anderson over, I don't know, CeeDee Lamb at receiver. And then. Oh, he's going deep. Any of my running back. Uh, Ooh, Judy. If I put Michael Carter in. Judy's going to score. Oh, no. Oh, they uh, just threw a touchdown. Jerry Judy, like 65 yards. Well, I think you might have just literally lost right there. Well, no, I think he I can did. still throw interceptions. Oh, yeah, he has 10 points now. I lost. He can oh, still- no. He can still throw picks. He's got to throw, like, just one. He's got to throw one pick and literally throw no, no other completions. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was bad. It's uh, not good for me. Yeah, no. But, yeah, the guy played had Cooper Cup and Mike Evans and Rashad Bateman. So, Thomas. I'm play, I played Thomas, and you had Jalen Hurts and Justin Jefferson. And then everybody else on his team. Dude, like, he, he started Cam Akers, who dropped a 0.0. Oh, he, he also um, was just getting, like, hated on by his own coach. Sean McGay was like, I want to see him, like, try. I'm not going to play him. He's not trying. <laughs> Like he literally says, like I want to see him like run, like run harder on the routes and like do this and that. Basically, Cam Akers <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. Basically, if Cam Akers, if they don't call a run play where the ball's going to Cam Akers, he he's like, um, I'm gonna sit this one out. He's like Jay Cutler when they did that wildcat play. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, uh, someone, can I get a hot dog? Yeah. <laughs> What's what? Where, who are they playing? They were playing the yeah the Bills. In LA, yeah. What's what's the SoFi Stadium like specialty food? SoFi Stadium it? specialty food. Probably like some sort of like tofu. Yeah, some sort of like LA food. Yeah, like 
This is this is like the most animal meal of all time. Yeah. And there's like but it's no that's 0% animal. Yeah, there's just it's $20 and you're Yeah, eating. like this is this is a burrito with chicken, eggs, uh milk. Yeah. Um <laughs> Ugh. And cheese all in it, and but and none of it's from animals. And like a hint of tomatoes as well. Yeah, with t- tomatoes that are biodegradable. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, what else would be in this hypothetical um, The tortilla is made of like paper straws. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the tortilla just dissolves. Yeah, it's cardboard. Oh. Yeah. And it's twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's it'll, it'll be twenty seven fifty. Thanks. Yeah. Um, oh man, yeah. K-Makers that, looking for that. Did you see now that uh, so they're having like an energy crisis in California? So you don't say. They say uh, uh, Newsom, Gavin Newsom, the governor. Yeah, the governor came out and said, "Hey, turn your lights off at six p.m. because apparently the most you use the most electricity from four p.m. to nine p.m. and when uh, everyone's home. Yeah, when everyone's at home. And I was like, I mean, I guess." I mean, I guess you do need energy because, like, during the day there's jobs. But I was like, I mean, it's sunlight, though. What do you want to keep the lights off when it's Yeah, the keep the lights off. Yeah, during the day. Yeah, but I guess you need to, like, go to work, stuff like that. Yeah, but, like, just have – Yeah, I mean, it's so, California. It's sunny all the time. But, it's but like, everyone's like, dude, what the heck? Because there, he also, like – he came out, like, in the sentence after was like, um – Hey, uh, so turn your lights off and and don't take showers and stuff after 6 p.m. Uh, we don't got a lot of electricity, but also by 2035, you guys all have to have electric cars. <laughs> He's like, we're going full electric cars by 2035, <laughs> the entire state of California. But turn off your lights. Yeah. And now there's like, there's there's like a bunch of um, pictures circulating the internet of some like people charging their Teslas with generators. Yeah. Oh man. And I was like, <laughs> Oh man, dude! I was like, "Let's say what are like, what are the chances in like in a million like in a million different like parallel universes and like in any of those universes? Do you think that Gavin Newsom turns his lights off at six p.m.? No, <laughs> none. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we gotta get a PSA. Gotta go to PSAs, but, but Monday Night Football's not on commercial right now. Oh no, they just. Seahawks we'll just ball. keep it on the whole whole show. Yeah, or some big happens, we'll say. But we're gonna go to talk about some other stuff yeah. now. Oh, hold on, Gino, Gino, Gino throws it out wide. I don't even that know. It was who the that tight is. end's fault, but yeah. Gino made a play. Who's their tight end? Is it that? Luke? That's the Disley guy. Oh, that's Disley. Oh, yeah, I think he's. he's not, I don't a, even think he's the tight end. I think he got a touchdown earlier uh, in the game. Yeah. All right. Well, we gotta go. We'll be. Yeah, back. We'll be back. I'm sorry. Uh, we're back. We're back. I was in an argument uh, on Snapchat with some Penn State fan. Uh, you're listening to Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. Yeah, so um, <sighs> oh, we'll stick with football. It'll be a good time to get into college football. A lot happened this weekend. Yeah, this was uh, quite the chaotic week of college football. We had a lot of uh, prestigious, in quotation marks, uh, programs lose to not-so-prestigious, in quotation marks, Programs. Yeah, there's a bunch of and just a lot of close games. Everyone was wrong. All the preseason predictions about teams um, turning out to be um, completely wrong, such as Nebraska being good. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> a lot of teams, a lot of teams thought Nebraska was going to be good this year. I'm not exactly sure why. N- literally nothing changed. Yeah. They have the same coach, and not anymore. But. Uh, not anymore. And the recruiting class was the uh, the same as it always like what uh average at best. Yeah, for the Big Ten, uh, which is typical for Nebraska, and they still added Scott Frost, and so. But, appara- but apparently everyone was, this is the year, turning it around. And Scott Frost made it two weeks, and he got fired. Cornhusker Nation. So, which I Let's think ride. this is like the first time I've ever heard of a coach get fired in after week two. Yeah, yeah, they just, I mean, their season, which they lost to he just had Northwestern such a bad loss. in yeah. Ireland. And then they lost, who'd they lose to this weekend? Uh, Like, a, like Georgia Southern. Or something. Oh, yeah, Georgia Southern. By a field goal. By a field goal. The season's goal. already done. Season's already. Why do you fire him after week two? I'm not sure. Like you're, you're kind of doing your players I a think disservice. They just, I think they literally just hate Scott Frost so much. They're like, oh, hey, touchdown! Oh, touchdown! Touchdown Seahawks! Is that is that Disley again? His last name is Parkinson. Par- oh. Yeah, just Parkinson. No S. No A. Not plural. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so Nebraska's bad, and of course now, um, you know, coaches fired. Rumor mill is in full full swing with who is going to be. The... I saw some ridiculous names. Yeah, so I'll just. I think you you know the one I'm about to say. Um, according to the Dan Patrick Show, which is uh, a long time, it's been around for a long time. Big show, NBC Sports. A lot everyone who knows football. Pretty much knows who Dan Patrick is. Just sports in general. If you watch, if you had general. a childhood and watched ESPN, he's that guy that comes on during the commercials of NFL games, and he's like, "If you want to learn how to get on TV, come to my college." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so according to him and his show, he says he's got some sort of inside sources that says, um, the top candidate for the Nebraska head coaching job is Urban Meyer. Yeah, I, I've seen some rumors. So Imagine. A lot of – so I don't know how this started, but apparently all of a sudden the rumor is that Urban Meyer is going to get the Nebraska, Nebraska job. And, I mean, wh- why would he go to Nebraska? Yeah, why would he – if it's going to take you at the least only job- two years to bring – to, like, bring in – Solid recruiting classes, and then have them get a little bit older, you know, get a bunch of five stars. It's going to take at least two or three years, and, and which he will get the. He is a recruiting guru. Like, yeah, he is a recruiting guru. But it will no matter what. If you start off with a team that's full of three and four stars, and you want a team that's full of five stars, it's going to take a couple of years. Yeah, it's not the Nebraska of twenty-five plus years ago where they just. Have yeah, and talent. that's everyone. That's everyone's explanation for it. You're like Urban Martin in Nebraska, and you're like, why would he go to? Ne-? And then they're like, well, uh, the fan base from like 1960 to 1980, we won like every game in football. Yeah, <laughs> we we were the team. We were football. You know, Alabama now, were, which they kind of were. Yeah, not yeah. like, but that was very long ago. Yeah, that they were still running the wing tee. Yeah, they probably had. They had like the power eye. They had leather helmets. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a really, long, but that's like everyone's thing is, uh, like Nebraska, very historic football school. So Urban Meyer fits in great. Fallen giant, Urban yeah. Meyer. Like it, it would have made sense. I could see Urban Meyer to Notre Dame, 
last summer or USC, especially Notre Dame because he was an assistant there, and USC yeah. just because it and would be so would, easy to recruit. Yeah, and they'd both give him like $12 million a yeah. year. Yeah, but and if he turned down, like I'm assuming they they had to talk to him, both both schools. And yeah. he, he probably turned them down. I don't know why he would go to Nebraska. I think he's going to wait for like – so, you know, you would think that I don't know. after everything he's accomplished and how old he is and his brain problem and how just his health his health and the lake house and how horrible <laughs> last season went. If you don't know the lake house reference, uh, Urban Meyer's wife made him sign a contract about, oh, dude, about basically being a better husband, which was like, go to all the kids' games. Don't spend, <laughs> spend more time. Spend more time with me. Like, eat. Re, uh, drink more water, like yeah. exercise more, and then stop like, being so stressed. And then just like randomly thrown in there was like, don't sell the lake house. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you move to Nebraska, Do they have lakes there. They might. Uh, well, they have to, but like, it's like got ponds. Yeah, they definitely have ponds. Yeah, there's uh, some, there's some wild west. Yeah, just, type stuff out there. There's, I mean, fishing. where do you think Urban's lake house is? Do you think that's public information? Um, I'm assuming probably like. Florida, right? Well, if he no Florida lakes are there's no way that you would go in a lake. Probably in somewhere in Ohio. Do do Ohio have like nice lakes and stuff? We got Great Lake. Oh yeah, well like no. But one, I don't think really people really live on the yeah. Great. It's not. It's different. It it's not like going to the old Lake Martin. But I mean, Smith there's lake. like there's like lakes every everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Except for Texas, because there's like oh no, there's lakes just, everywhere in Texas. Well, there's like lakes, but there's no water. Or not like well in some areas of Texas, yeah, but uh, like yeah, where, where I my, lived in Texas, where my dad lived, there's no water, just like yellow and dusty. Oh, dude, like in like 45 minutes north, there's like 10 lakes. Dude, I just dude, that's one, that's my one problem about Dallas is not it's not green. I like I like like having grass and trees. It is abundance of green. Yeah. There's well, a lot of well, it's just super hot. Yeah. Well, dude, they're also kind of like in a drought. Yeah, San Antonio, where I lived, uh, we had Canyon Lake outside the city. We had like four rivers. Um, it was green, but it also there were some cacti. How close is San Antonio to Dallas? No, to like Mexico. Uh, an hour, two hours? No, no, uh, like three or four. Oh yeah, um, I forget that Texas. It's and it's still big. South Texas. It's just like yeah, <clears throat> Austin has like four lakes. Yeah, but I just don't anyway, see it, yeah. Urban Meyer going back to coaching. Yeah, I mean, all the jobs. Like, you would think that he wouldn't, but if anyone would be like, oh, I'm going to go do it just because like, like, I want to, it would be Urban Meyer. I just can't. What what job that realistically opens up this summer or this next year that he would take? Because like, uh, like Florida just got a new coach. They're not going to fire him. Dude, uh, if Nebraska Ohio, wants Ohio to pay State's him like $20 million – like maybe, maybe. But, um, uh, A and M. No, he's not going to go to any SEC school. Yeah, they just other than Florida, but like, um, even then, he's not going to go. I was I would say maybe Oregon, but they just hired a guy. Yeah, um, Crystal Ball. No, Crystal Ball went to Miami. Oh wait, I think did I get that mixed up? Did he go from Oregon to Miami? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got that mixed up. I thought I went from Miami to Oregon. Um, maybe UCLA. No, I just I don't I don't maybe yeah I just don't see him going anywhere really yeah, like the he's already like Notre Dame 
No, I think the, USC, I think no. the reason why is because the only place where he could go that has like a coaching opening that has some sort of football history is Nebraska. That's why they're all saying it. Yeah. So I think they're just looking for a team to put Urban Meyer's name with, and they're like, Nebraska makes sense, the most sense. Yeah. And then they were – I saw they were throwing Sam Pittman out there. He's not leaving Arkansas. Uh, Mark Stoops. Why would Mark Stoops ever leave Kentucky? Yeah. Maybe uh, – probably going to end up just hiring one of, like, Saban's or Dabo's assistants, someone from their staff. Oh, Nebraska? Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, one of, oh, like, dude, like the Clemson defensive coordinator Bill or O'Brien. something. Well, Clemson's D coordinator is the head coach at, uh, at Oklahoma now. Venables? Yeah. I'll probably just do something like that. Yeah, I wonder who Nebraska did. That would be hilarious if they hired Bill O'Brien. That would be so funny. Dude, he might just be the worst coach ever. Yeah. Like, Alabama looked bad yeah. against Texas, and it's not a talent thing. Not only Well, they were undisciplined, which is weird because it's yeah, Alabama. Yeah, no, Bill O'Brien is just a bad coach. But, like, offensively, they looked god-awful. For majority of the game. That's what I don't get. How do guys like that keep getting jobs? Like, like Nick Saban, you're a smart guy. Why are you hiring Bill O'Brien? Uh, I don't know. It's not, Bill O'Brien wasn't really great at Penn State when he was the head coach either. No, yeah, he's kind of, like, proven that he's not a very good coach. And he wasn't good in Houston at all. Like, I like, don't know how he, he made it that far. He was the opposite of, like, good in Houston. In Houston, he was terrible. so horrible. Like, they had all the talent in the world and still couldn't make it out of the And he traded away everybody. Oh, actually, no. They did make it out of the first round once, and then they had a 24-0 lead against the Chiefs and lost. I do remember that. And then, yeah, the worst trade, maybe in NFL history, with D-Hop. Dude, yeah. I mean, that should have been red flag number one. He just made so many bad trades. Yeah. Ooh, Russ is going deep again. And did he catch it? That was close. Is that KJ Hamler? For your fantasy team's sake, I hope it was incomplete. Yeah, I, I'm going to lose, though. But yeah. we're about to go to PSAs, but another uh, Notre Dame lost. To Marshall? Yeah, to Marshall after going after barely losing to Ohio State. Yeah. Which Oof. doesn't make Ohio State look very good. Yeah, but we did, we did, like, we did whoop up on our team that we played this week, which I think was like, Arkansas State or uh, something. The Red Wolves. Yeah, the Red Wolves, but we did beat them like 50 to nothing. Or 50 to 14. Yeah. So, I'm confident. I think that's what happens. Like, when you when you have one of those big games the first like when you're in Notre Dame and you play Ohio State the very first week of the year, that's like your season. If you lose, you're like not considered into the playoff anymore. Like you're not you're not considering that, like, upper echelon. Like, when all those times that Michigan would play Alabama, like, once Michigan lost Alabama week one, they're like, well, we're not, like, the we're only not out- going to playoffs anymore. The only outlier of that is Ohio <clears throat> State when they lost to Virginia Tech. Yeah, we came back and we won. But, like, normally, it kind of just, you're, like, own one against the big teams. Then you just immediately get, like, written off. Yeah. So, I think Notre Dame's just like, oh, this done already. Yeah, but uh, that's that's and their quarterback is getting surgery and he's out, so yeah. that obviously doesn't help. But they shouldn't lose to Marshall. Yeah, no way. All right, we got to go to PSAs and we'll be back. We'll talk some more college football, and we'll uh, keep you updated with the Monday Night Football game. Actually, it's Thursday. Hold on, let's see if we can get get this playoff before we go to PSAs. Uh, Wilson drops back. Wilson steps up the pocket. Oh, he scrambles, rolls out. The, 
Oh, and completes a pass for a first down to Cortland Sutton is Cortland wide Sutton. open. Oh, wow. And, and the Seahawks don't want to tackle him. Did you see the Broncos' offensive lineman almost accidentally sack Russ on that play? Yeah, no, I think he, he thought, like, there was a defensive player back there, and he was running to block him, except it was Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He almost ran him he, over. That, was a, that should count as a pressure for the offensive lineman. Yeah, the, the, the Seahawks just were not interested in tackling Cor- Cortland Sutton for a little bit, and then they're like, all right, we'll, we'll tackle him. All right, we got to go to PSAs. We'll go to PSAs. All right, we're back. You're listening to the Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1. And the Seahawks are fourth and eight. In the, uh, are they not in field goal range? Oh. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, they're waiting to call a timeout. Okay, three seconds left in the half. They're going to try and kick a field goal here. Um, I think no matter what, Seahawks, yeah, Seahawks are going in with the lead at halftime at home. But, yeah, let's talk more college football. Uh, we were robbed of a Quinn Ewers masterclass against the University of Alabama in the, the Texas-Alabama game. Uh, started at 11 a.m. as well. I kind of liked it. Yeah. Kind of like seeing an SEC team on Fox because I, li- I like their booth a lot. But Quinn yeah, Ewers. You have a good booth as well as Bounty Gate 2.0 was in that game. Yeah. Had to be. We'll never know if uh, Alabama could truly beat Texas with their starting quarterback because, I mean, 2009, Colt McCoy, the infamous stinger in the national championship, and then Quinn Ewers, sprained AC joint. Sprained AC Thought it was joint? a broken collarbone. Even though Drew Brees just said... Uh, Put some lidocaine on it or uh, something. Just, uh, pop it back into place and give, a sh- give it a shot yeah, and, and yeah. They, like just go out there and play. Yeah, Drew Brees should know better than anybody that shoulder injuries are serious. Uh, Yeah. Also... It was his non-throwing shoulder, though, so I can kind of see where Drew Brees is going. It is true. Uh, but I'm but not going to say anything. That that's donk because we're like, wait a minute, are we actually finally gonna see like, because normally it's back. <laughs> like well, normally when Alabama loses, if they get like one loss a year, it's like the Iron Bowl or like a, a random SEC school like a South Carolina or A and M. Yeah, but to me, I always feel like it happens later in the season. Yeah, they don't ever get a early loss. Yeah, no, to like to get them like a week two loss would be. I was like, this is gonna be insane. Yeah, Quinn Ewers had 134 yards on nine attempt or nine completions for on 12 attempts in the first quarter. Yeah, he, he only played, played the first amazing. quarter, and he was playing out of his mind. I mean, he looked like all the hype was true. I know he no and, yeah he looked like all the hype was true, which maybe just like, dang C J Stroud better be really good. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. If like I it, texted you, I was like, man, I can't. If we leave. if we chose C J Stroud, well, I guess we didn't choose. Quinn Ewers just kind of like was came to Ohio and he's like, yeah, I think I like Texas better. Yeah. Going back home, can't blame him for that. Yeah, can't blame him, but man, I wish he would have stayed at Ohio State because he played so he played insane. And the backup really didn't play that bad either, and he was hurt too. Yeah, he was. He played pretty good. It was basically just Alabama d- just didn't play very well. Well, that and Texas looked physical. Texas look pretty good. Texas was winning the bat off the line of scrimmage majority of the game. I think. Yeah, which and, you just never think of because you always think of like oh the Big Twelve defense. Yeah, Big Twelve defense. They have no defense. They're <laughs> they, they're horrible. But they had, they look good. Yeah, and it, the only gripe with Texas is that. They're really good in space, but when they get into the red zone, they like Sark or their coordinate and their coordinators just like their brains just get fried or something. Like they don't know how to, they don't know how to yeah. do short yardage situations. And they have one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the nation. But I mean, 
Alabama's defense <laughs> would tighten up when needed to. It was, was kind of like watching the Auburn at San Jose State game in a way. Like, Auburn's oh, defense was... would tighten up when they needed to. But it was just when Texas had limited space and they were still trying to run plays like they were on the 50 or on the yeah. shorts or on the far side of the field where they have a bunch of grass in front of them, it just it doesn't work. I also just – like. Knowing knowing Alabama now, they're gonna come out and win by like seventy for the rest of the season yeah. because they they got embarrassed kind of, and now Nick Saban's gonna probably have them practice twenty four seven for like the next week. Yeah, like they're not going home; they're sleeping at the facility. Yeah, and they're, they're having lock ins. Yeah, they're having lock ins, and so that's the only bad thing. But I hope Texas continues to play really well, and that if if Texas. If can make if Texas can make that their only loss, they have a really good chance going to the playoff. Yeah, just because of how well they played Alabama during the game, and if Quinn Ewers can come back, and that's their I think only it's loss, like six to eight weeks. But that's that's enough time to come back for the playoff. Yeah, yeah. But do they can they rely on Card to get them? No, um, I don't think they make the playoff this year. Just cause. if they almost beat Alabama with them, I think they'll be able to. Might have they might have trouble with Oklahoma, but I think the rest of the Big Twelve schools will be fine. But it is Texas we're talking about. They are infamous for losing games that they should win. Yeah, no, they'll well, they'll, they'll be they'll win all their games, and then one of them against like Marshall. Yeah, like so Kansas again. Yeah, against Kansas they'll lose. Um, yeah, but I guess we can talk about our own school, Auburn. We barely uh won't beat um San Jose State. Yeah, that, I that that really the power. Um, listen, it was a good game. They're it's they're a powerhouse from California. The, I do uh, think they're better than what a lot of people give them credit for. They went like ten and two last year. No, yeah, they're definitely like, like an I, I got to do a really cool thing for my class, and I got to go to the press box and like the press conference like, and stuff. After. Oh, really? That's pretty cool. And so I got the like interview. I didn't personally ask any questions because I was a little scared. I didn't know what I was doing, kind of. But I would listen to all the players that got interviewed after or whatever and they were like yeah that first half like they surprised all of us like they were actually pretty solid see that's that's like my that's like that's what i have a problem with though it's like why do they surprise you go play them like they're good yeah like when you talk when you hear like julian edelman talk about bill belichick and why like he was so great because he's like he would be like the jaguars are the 85 bears yeah like you can't like you you and it takes you, like, once you figure out, you're like, man, they're good. Then turn it up a notch, dude. I well, just, I think why are we barely beating San Jose State, which is, yeah, they're 10-2, and two, but what are they, a, are they a max school? No, they're uh, uh, Mountain Sun West. Belt? Mountain, Mountain West. West? Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're good, but, dude, if, if like, they, Auburn, a big SEC school with a bunch of boosters, we should be able to run over that team. Well, look at A&M. Yeah, no, I'm, that's not any better. They were pretty bad too, but um, like Auburn, I think, we should just not have problems with that team. Yeah, I I agree, but it, it, Auburn's historically had problems with those programs like San Jose State's before, and I I, I also had, do, I had I had a really good thought in my head and it just disappeared. Um, um I don't want to see, dude. I just I don't understand a two quarterback thing when. Both quarterbacks are too similar. Like it's uh, like I I get the two quarterback when it was like Taysom Hill and Drew Brees. 
Cause well, that's kind of how they're doing it. One's really good at, but I think that, like the oh man, Lamar and like in this in this like situation, the Drew Brees is like T.J. Finley and Taysom Hill is like Robbie Ashford. But I think Robbie Ashford can be both. I think he like could like that's like if Taysom Hill and was a better thrower than Drew Brees, and they kept playing Drew like two quarterback I don't, system. I don't think that's true though. I, I think mean, Robbie Ashford that pick was not great. Ashford had a good no, that game pick outside was, of that. Was not was was bad, but and I think TJ's pick was wasn't real like that. DB made a I just great play. Don't think that we're getting that much better play having TJ Finley play instead of Robbie Ashford just playing the whole game. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I don't want to because TJ oh. after throwing that pick he went twelve for fifteen. Like he stepped up. No, he he stepped up, but he still and like the offense oh, as a whole stepped his up. His whole like game as a whole wasn't very good. I don't know. I just and then he ran for a touchdown later that game. I don't like a two quarterback system because I think it ends up dividing the locker room kind of. Because I, like even if like you can say like I just like I just want the team to win and do good. I feel like subconsciously like you might not say it, but I feel like in your head you're like. I want to be the guy, or I want. Or just to be like, guy. say you're like a defensive back, and TJ Finley makes a bad play. Like in your head, you could be like, "Oh, well, Robbie." Yeah, Robbie yeah. wouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right? So I feel like that it just ends up like kind of making a divide, like because I don't think it will. I think the players on our team are pretty professional, and mature. I mean, we're at a yeah. big, big time school, but I think there definitely there could be the possibility of like, I a group of people being like, like we like Robbie. The problem that I don't like with the two-quarterback system, I think they're doing it well, but the problem that the entire offense had the whole first half was like they couldn't find a rhythm. And that could be possibly attributed to there wasn't a quarterback. They were switching to quarterback a lot. But at the same time, like I kind of like it because if a quarterback is not playing well, or whatever. No, it's definitely nice because you, you have a you have two guys that can that. I don't think they're similar. Yeah, you have at all. like you have you got. I like, think Ashford is definitely like like a very you have like option in game insurance. Yeah. So like if TJ Finley just ends up, but then yeah, but then it could be one of the kind of like what you're saying is I don't the problem with it is say TJ Finley has a bad couple drives then maybe Harson's like. Harson in his head's like, it's fine. It's only like, it's early. Oh my. It's still first quarter. Like, just let him play through it and it'll be fine. But what if, like, the OCs, like, we think that if we put Calzada in or Robbie Ashford in, it'd be, we need to do that now. Or even if it's like Tank Bigsby being like, coach put Robbie in or something. I don't know. You know, just yeah. all, all that just doesn't seem like it's could be. I What it seems like is that they're the off, like, the players. Don't like they don't really care about the two quarterbacks. Like they like both guys, and they're no, yeah. I hope, they use I both hope guys. They keep liking both guys. Yeah, I don't think they're that divide is there. Like I hope it doesn't happen, but if it does, like that would really that would really suck. But I don't know, man. I I don't know. I I it, still... it's it's weird because I don't think Auburn. They had a really bad first half, but the second half they played very, very well, and defensively the entire game, they played well. 
other than the secondary. But even then, like San Jose State just played a perfect game to beat like to beat us. Like they played no, they one did. of their best games. But they controlled the clock and they just they I don't th- I don't think they threw one deep ball. No. And when Auburn's giving a five yard cushion on every every snap, yeah, you can torch them with and like on listen like, like Auburn like Auburn did what they needed to do needed to do, but they didn't show me anything uh like on top of that that makes me necessarily like more confident. hopeful for this weekend. Yeah. Because Which, this is our big this is definitely besides the Iron Bowl, this is easily our biggest game of the year just because it's a big team from an at like home. out of conference at home. It's the biggest home game I think. Yeah, Penn State so far. Penn definitely State's, so far, but Penn State's obviously like a huge name in college football. Lost to him last year. Yeah, so this is this is probably our biggest biggest home game for sure. Uh biggest second biggest game of the year besides the Iron Bowl. So I think this'll I think this will like this kind of sets like our vibe, sets our tone for the rest of the year. Like yeah. if we lose, I feel like it'll be like kind of like a like it's like oh there's the season's kind of like not there's the season, but you know what I mean. Like we have less to play for because we already lost. I'd be less optimistic. But yeah. I, when we we got to go to PSAs when we come back, uh, we can do like a little preview of that game because I mean, it is I think for sure it's the game of the week. I don't know why college game day is not coming, but uh, it there's some been Where's some interesting. Appalachian State and Troy. Oh. Yeah. Um, there's been some interesting things going on in Vegas on this game that I noticed today. So when we come back, I'll I'll talk about it. All right, welcome back. We're listening to Tough Scene or you're listening to Tough Scenes on WEGL ninety one point one FM. And yeah, so before we left the PSAs, I was talking about the little preview of the Penn State Auburn game. Penn State opened up as the one-point favorite Did they on really? the road. And since then, at least the last time I noticed, they've gone up to three-point favorites. I'm su- I'm honestly a little surprised it started out so low. I thought it would start out around three points. I'm surprised. I, I would have – I don't – You know, if I'm being honest, I think it ends up being like five-and-a-half by the end of the week. Penn State five-and-a-half? Yeah. I don't – Maybe I just I, you would think maybe I'm biased and but, I think that the the Jordan Hare effect um would no that make definitely up helps us points. out you I mean you have no matter what fan you like what team you like you have to put Jordan Hare as a top ten stadium in the in the country yeah maybe top five yeah and it's gonna be what is it orange out yeah I think. I think we're gonna wear orange jerseys. That's what everyone wants. Because they Auburn's been... Twitter Auburn football Twitter has changed all orange. Yeah, so that would be which that could which if we're doing an orange out this weekend and everyone like of course wants the color jersey that you don't have. And right now it's orange. Yeah. Uh I want white pants orange jersey, dude. Imagine. I don't know. We have to make sure the orange is like really Auburn orange, so we don't look like Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I did. I actually do. We have navy pants. No. Did we only wear white pants? I, I I hope we don't. White pants is the only navy pants and orange shirt. I just hope we don't go all orange. And I kind of hate that we're doing an orange out because I I'd like to think that 
Jordan Hare doesn't need a cliche to be like rocking. And there's no way. Or what I think we should do is just do the whiteout and be like, we do better in Penn State. But we we won't because we don't have a like. The only reason why their whiteout looks cool is because they have a hundred something thousand stadium. We also we have some close to that. I mean, we? I, we have like eighty eighty seven, and it, I think that Jordan Hare is louder. Like at the Iron Bowl, they were about the same. Maybe the Iron Bowl was louder, but it doesn't look as aesthetically pleasing as 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 a, yeah. No, as orange the doesn't look the same, and it's not at night either. If it was at night. Maybe I think you can only really do the, like the the color outs with like you can I think black it only looks good with black, white, and red. I don't even like. I that. like oh I like when Ohio State does red, but the orange the orange could be cool. I like when Ohio State does red because the seats are also red. Yeah, and so and it just looks our, like, like our seats a are sea of red. We have bleachers. bleachers yeah, yeah, which. <laughs> That's true football, man. Yeah. That's old school. Yeah, it's like the Madison City Stadium concrete. Dude, that, who thought that was a good <laughs> idea? <laughs> Those things are the most uncomfortable. You can't lean back. Oh, dude, it is terrible. There's like four feet in between uh, rows. <laughs> yeah. You have to like yeah. jump uh, but up the stairs. I guess to cap off college football, we can talk about 12-team playoff. Where yeah. basically everyone was like, listen, four – we love playoff, but it's not enough. Let's let's do six. We get here's our plan for six, and then some people were like, "Listen, six might not be enough. Can we do eight? We like look. This is how it'll work with the eight teams, and then you know it'll be good. It, it's not too many. And then NCAA came back was like twelve. Take it or leave it. Yeah, <laughs> just like everyone was okay. like, we want a six uh, six game playoff or an eight game playoff, and then NCAA is just like, well, twelve. I think it's a win for everybody involved. Oh no, hundred percent! It was just like that, thanks. Uh, we we didn't want a twelve, but especially if they do the first round where the higher seed gets a home home field advantage. Imagine yeah. if Auburn got uh, it would have to be what five six. Aren't the eight. way they doing it? It's like the winner of the power like the power. I think five all the power fronts, yeah, are are in, and then like the, rest the are at large, and then the next. Or it's like, is it at large or just the next two from like that conference, like the next two from the Big Ten are playing? I to see who like. I don't know. I don't I, know, but twelve teams like is that. gonna be really cool. Oh, it's gonna be hard to see how like how they work it out. They're Ooh. probably gonna. I don't. Did they say they're shortening the season? They gonna take a game off? Uh, I don't. I really don't know what's gonna happen. Um, maybe they'll start a, start season a week a week earlier. Or maybe give them another buy or something like that. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I, I it's not coming till twenty twenty six. I just really hope that they do home and away for the first round. Yeah, because but that's imagine really, that's like, gonna be really like a imagine like a twelve game. seed. Yeah, wins a championship. Yeah, that would be or even just like uh, a nine a nine ten eleven twelve. Well, this because just, they have to play on the road if they do it correctly, and then they have to play the best team. Like every yeah, this weekend. just solves all the problems that have been happening. Of like, this team is probably better than this team, but they have two losses, and this team only has one. So we're gonna put the team with one loss in because yeah. that's like how I guess it works. Is if you're undefeated, you get to go in even if you've played like no one. Yeah, which is cool now because now you get like Auburn's probably gonna make it. Yeah, you get like Wisconsin's. 
Yeah, Wisconsin's all those all those teams like Iowa's. Yeah, the teams that are like second year. in the Big Ten or SEC that won't get into the playoffs because they have like two losses, but are actually a really good team are now yeah. all gonna make it. Yeah. What if like a Purdue is just like we we like to just upset everyone? Well, like Indiana so in COVID, like yeah. Indiana and COVID would have made that twelve team playoff. I think. Imagine, like that, and for recruiting too. Like it just it diversifies teams that make the playoffs, teams that have a chance. You know? Yeah, because now you can say like, "Hey, we're a playoff team." Yeah. Even though we're ten, we're a playoff team. Still, you have a chance. Yeah. And like, just. I I really I really think that that first round of games, if they do the top four gets buys, and then the first round is home and away, like they have the top seeds have home field, like those games would be some of the most electrifying games to watch on TV or to attend. Like imagine Auburn playing, like oh Wisconsin in December, a home playoff game, or imagine us playing in Wisconsin in December, and we're on the road. Like yeah, matchups cool. that like would yeah, never the matchups that you'd never get to see. Like imagine if Auburn had a home game and we would we would get to play like a Penn State before like the Penn State home, like or home. and like what if like USC came to town? That would yeah. be super cool. Yeah, I don't even know if USC's ever been like in Jordan Hare. No, they have. They uh, when Reggie Bush was there. Did they come here and play Auburn? They played uh, the year that they Ohio State Jordan the, Hare. Uh, yeah, they played Reggie Bush's freshman year because Auburn could have been really good that year, and they went like eight and five or nine and th- or nine and three, something like that, or eight and four or nine and three. And then the next year, Auburn went undefeated. Yeah, and the reason why they didn't make the BCS it's because USC. Uh, well, yeah, because USC won it that year, but uh, everybody in Auburn and like pretty much the SEC thinks that Auburn would beat that S- uh, USC team, but. They didn't put them. They didn't put them in the BCS. Is that the Texas USC game? No, it was the year before that. Oh, so USC went back to back, and then they almost three-peated, but they lost to Texas. But Auburn, Auburn could claim that national championship. I think in two thousand four. Um, yeah, even though the BCS was there, I think also, uh, I, I think know. Ohio State versus Auburn. Would we wear our uh, red jerseys, and you guys wear the? No. Who would it be? You guys would wear the navy jerseys, and we would wear our white jerseys. I think it'd be a visually pleasing game. Yeah, we don't share any of the same colors. You just got a bunch of colors in that game, except for white. Yeah. Or if y'all uh, wore like the black and gray. Oh, that would be cool. And then we go all stormtrooper with the white face mask. Yeah, but don't we always wear navy at home, or do we ever wear white at home? We should. We always wear navy at home, but I think that we should be like LSU and just wear white at home, because our white uniforms look amazing. Ohio State has worn white at home before. Um, Texas should wear white at home, I think, because yeah. their all whites are beautiful. I think it should just be. There shouldn't be any rules. It just be like the teams like on Monday, two two teams call each other and like, what is the coolest matchup we? Can yeah. Like, I, I like, agree. Like, I agree. You wear you you wear this jersey with this pant. We'll wear this pant with this jersey, and it'll look <laughs> awesome. How can we make the most visually pleasing uniform yeah, game? Because you you tell you find me one person that sits down to play Madden and doesn't change the uniforms, and that's a psychopath, and I don't want to play with exactly. him. Exactly. Find me one person. NCAA, you 
if you play Oregon against Oregon, you always got to make sure Oregon's looking cool, and then you have to have the coolest looking uniforms too, like the coolest color combination. Yeah, do you always have to? This is which is which is why I hate that that part of sports. It's such an easy thing to make cool. Like, why is there rules about jerseys? Like, See, but I think the NBA kind of goes overboard. Cause no, they yeah, have, they they have too many different like. They have like jerseys. recently in like the past like two years, like the Suns jersey that looks like the old Nuggets jersey, that was yeah. cool. And then the Jazz also looking like the old Nuggets, and like if they had that color combination, I don't yeah. know, dude. I know you're a Red Sox fan, but I am just not a fan of their yellow and bright blue. I'm it not, just doesn't look like the Red Sox at all. I'm not like the biggest Red. I, I'm obviously Braves first, but. Yeah, no, the, that is kind of a curveball. It's just like th- that's just not the Red Sox at all. I know, but, and I know it's the City Connect jersey, but the NFL, like, wh- why are there rule? Like, why are you only wearing two jerseys? Like, just have like have like four. Well, they're they're starting it this year, like with the yeah or the helmet. I guess Seattle right now wearing their bright green ones. Yeah, they look awful though. It's uh, like update on the game. Russell Wilson is now they are on the one yard line. Uh, please tackle that him. Melvin Gordon. Oh, he ball, 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 ball. Um, Dang, sorry to all the listeners who just yelled in your ears. Yeah, yeah. Is, did, is did they I, I think he's down. Is that Melvin Gordon? Or that Williams? was Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I, I don't care if it was Melvin Gordon. I need Williams to not score. Because that's who this only player I'm playing against. Let's see, is he down? He's going down. He's down, down. No! And He's down. Oh, no. I think it de- it's, it's going to be up to if they say that counts as possession or not. Yeah, and what what did they rule it on field? I don't know. We got to go to PSAs. When we come back, we'll have a verdict. And a helmet flew off. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. All right, we're back. Listen to tough scenes on WEGL ninety one point one FM, and they they're just now giving us a ruling. Yep, the ruling on the field was a fumble, but they're and play stands. Play stands is called. That's a fumble. Woo! Melvin Gordon on the one yard line. They were gonna take the lead there with the touchdown, and now they're still down seventeen thirteen. Seven minutes to Let's go in the third dude. quarter. Let's go. But one thing I do want to talk about real quickly is golf. Mm. So, uh, a little talking, talking dimples, talking dimples, some just some fellow dimple heads. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's just about. Um, so Liv is Liv is now like scouting out and finding young talent. Uh, Liv just signed the number one college golfer in the nation out of from Arizona. He's a 20, 20 year old kid. Number one college golfer in the nation, and Liv just signed him, probably to uh, a billion dollars, probably to a substantial amount of money. I Not can't imagine it's like too crazy because he's just a college kid. You think seven figures though? I I'd say so. I think it probably pay him like a million dollars. Yeah, somewhere around there. I'd say five million max, just because they like. I don't think. They care too too much about money. Yeah, yeah. Well, but yeah, they don't they don't have to worry about it. the yeah. the money's not running out and live. Which I find it extremely interesting because I don't know if the PGA Tour is necessarily 
I just don't know if, like, I don't hear about a lot of uh, tour pros being like, this guy was insane in college. Like, I don't, it's not always like the number one golfer comes on to the, like, the number one top guys in college come on to the tour and are good. So I don't know. Do you think the PGA Tour cares that much about this one? Uh, yeah, just because they're, I mean, they're taking away potential. Play, so man. how does it work? I know that they, they're probably pretty upset about it just so because they're will he have to graduate and then go to the corn fairy tour or how does that work or if he wins like the ncaa championship does he get to go to the pga no he look just, it up. i think he has to forego and then get his card or whatever because he has to forego for live now how do uh, college golfers turn pro Players are eligible for PGA Tour University if the player for if they play four years of NCAA Division One college golf or complete three years and show proof of pending and early graduation. Player must compete in at least nine events, including an NCAA Division One men's regional championship in their final season to qualify. That doesn't really help me out too too much. Oh, we got a roughing the passer on. Uh, that I mean that that's kind of the other chub. What it Bradley Chubb? Uh, yeah, Bradley Chubb, which is, I mean, it is, I mean, a, a forearm to the chest. It's a UFC move right there. Yeah, speaking of UFC, man. Speaking what of UFC. What a disaster. Yeah, disaster happened. So, but yeah, big, big, uh, big life decision for this guy. I think it's a pretty easy decision. It could be a pretty easy decision, but I think. The way it is now, like, if the PGA, like, has their way, he'll never get to suit up in the Masters or the Open or the Brit. Like, you know what I mean? Because you have to, like, get exemptions from the PGA Tour by either winning it or, be or like, winning thought- on the Tour to get points into, like, to play the Majors. So, he'll – so, if he wants to play – so, he won't be able to play the Masters, technically – can play the opens yes if he just goes to the invitationals and qualifies yeah but then but, if he if he does well at one of these opens then he'll get the invite to the masters he probably will get the in yeah but the, he then he has to do good at the open which then he has to do good at a qual which i don't know it's just like a whole thing which is like i don't know at 20 years old i feel like it's kind of i don't know yeah it's interesting it's a bunch of different ways to look at it you can look at it as from the point of view that a lot of people talk about with football, where they're like, uh, leave this year and don't stay because, like, that contract from getting drafted will change your life. Oh! And your family's life. That was a good I think play. we just saw a helmet catch. Yeah, so you can look Is at that it. that DK? That was DK. I'm Patrick Sertan, former first-round pick. <sighs> Hold on. Which, you can make that argument as, you know, take the money. And change your life that way instead of, you know, waiting and going to the PGA Tour and trying to do it that way. Oh, yeah. DK just got up there. Almost a helmet catch. Almost a helmet catch. Yeah. Or you could look at it as, like, you know, he's only 20. He should stay. Finish school. Oh, oh fumbled! Ball, ball. No, DK fumbled. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wow. Next down the play, field DK too. makes a great grab, and then the next play, they run a screen pass to him. He gets tackled by three people, and they strip the ball. 
Got to put two hands on the ball there, though. Yeah, that's yeah, a, he was down, or he wasn't down. That's 100% just poor ball security. Bad football play. Yeah, but. Oh. If you were. Wait, in, that was a good strip. If you were in college, would you go to live? Or would you go to the PGA Tour? I don't know. It's like kind of like getting drafted by the MLB like out of high school. It's like, do I want to get a college degree or do I want to sign this bonus now? It's kind of true. I think for me, it's like, dude, this thing. What is up with this microphone? I'm struggling with this. I think I w- wouldn't do it. I think I'd wait, go to PGA Tour, try to go start to a PGA bidding tour. war. Yeah, start a bidding war. Let's wait till. Let me go to the the tour first and raise up that number a little bit for live. Yeah, yeah, me, no, that's a smart let me, decision. Let me win a tournament or two. I also think I would just want to go to the PGA Tour first, because, like my whole life, I've watched the PGA Tour not live. Yeah. And so you're like, I want to be a tour. You're making some great points. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning more towards your decision. Cause like now, now like, you don't get to go play any of the cool like, PGA Tour courses. Yeah, like, like TPC Scottsdale. You don't man. get to play any of the. You don't, yeah, you don't get to play the waste management open. You just get to go, like, fake have fun with Matthew Wolf and Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like you just you just have to go like <laughs> fake be like yo Bryson and live and oh Greg man, Norman love we love it. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> when you could be like I'm gonna go with Tiger. Yeah, or Rory. Yeah, or Rory. Spieth's still in the PGA. I think me right. and I think me and uh, Justin Thomas would be friends. I think me and Tiger would be cool. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I mean T- Tiger's already hit me up a couple times. We're pretty cool already, but yeah, me and him are pretty. Cool. I think t- I think me and Tiger have a lot in common as far as like our work ethic and just our <laughs> just our overall game. You know, just our will to win. Yeah, like we have, you know. Top podcast and Tiger's uh, top golfer. Also, yeah, just same you know, thing. Yeah, both like women. <laughs> yeah, you have that in common. Uh, yeah, um, I think he might like him a little bit more. Yeah, the um, whole driving aspect. I think we're better in that category. Yeah, you are uh, pretty much a professional driver. Might as well just just call me Earnhardt. Yeah, yeah, I was. Ooh, ooh, also, that brings me up something that I just, like, just thought of and remembered. Uh, Kyle Busch is leaving. Yeah, he's going to Richard Childress. Allegedly. He's have he's having a, uh, a LeBron announcement <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> On the Speed Network, dude? <laughs> R.I.P. Speed Network. Yeah, R.I.P. Speed Network. <laughs> dude, so he released a, a picture. Dude, this has got to be a meme. The picture looks like, like, a, like it's from 2012. And it's it just it just says the date on it, like nine thirteen twenty two. Of like, does it have like a border around it too, like two thousand twelve nah, Instagram post? But uh, so yeah, so the rumors now is that he's going to Richard Childress and driving the eight car. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be so ironic, dude. <laughs> which is like the irony, dude. That oh. because they is it Budweiser eight still? No, oh. sadly no, because I don't think. You can't have beer sponsors anymore, right? Well, no. I think you can. You just got to call it, like, like whenever they uh, put Bush on there, they always, like, do something weird, like put Bush with, like, eight H's. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe you got to change it up. But no idea. What's but, yeah. Up? No, they should but do they the But they also own, but Richard Childress is 
the three car and the eight car. Yeah. So Austin Dillon sucks. Let's get a good driver back in the three car. Bring it back to its glory days. No, dude, dude, they're so similar. You know how they're both you, like Rowdy Bush, Kyle Bush, aka Rowdy. That's what I call him. That's what we call him. And that's what the friends call him. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what the buddies I know call him. him. I know him. I know him outside the track. Trust it's me. definitely not the name of his brand. Yeah. Uh, but him and Dale Senior both really good. Dale Sr. raced re- really aggressively. Kyle Busch races really aggressively. Dale Sr. would just move you out of the way if he wanted to. Kyle Busch moves you out of the way if he wanted to. Now, outside the car, different, yeah. Imagine. But inside the car, very similar. Just just imagine the the NASCAR fan base if if Kyle Busch drove the three car. I don't know. They Just imagine. That would be like a big dilemma for them. Yeah, that would be like. Because he's like the most, he's the. He's the heel of NASCAR. I, he is. That would that would be like if for NASCAR fans, if and not only is he the heel of uh, NASCAR, he's been the heel of NASCAR for like twenty years. Yeah, I do. I don't even know. Like, what would I? What can I even compare that to? I think that the love for Dale Senior would override the hate for Kyle Busch. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But because those same people who hate Kyle Busch are like. Love Dale. Like you're either like you're you're one or the other if you're a NASCAR fan. You're either a guy who like one half is a Kyle Bush fan or you're like okay with Kyle Bush. Like you're just like he's really good. Then the other half is I absolutely hate Kyle Bush. And normally those guys are like, I'm a Hendrick guy, because obviously Kyle Bush got into it with Hendrick his whole career. So I think that I think, dude. Yeah, I think that the love for the three would just out outmatch the the hatred of the eighteen. Dude, that would be possibly the like biggest news in NASCAR that in a long time. I saw that. So on like a Reddit page, someone had suggested that putting taking Austin Dillon out of the three and putting Kyle Busch in, and then Dale Jr. actually commented on it and said that. He he would like to see that. He thinks that's that's a good idea, but they should retire the three like font and just have it the three is a different font. They, Which I just I don't think you can. They should have did that years ago if they were gonna do that. If you're gonna do it, wait, what just happened? Did they just fumble in the end zone? Someone on defense. Did they get a pick, dude? They just fumbled in the end zone. Was it Williams? Yes. Oh! We got to get our PSAs, too. What? I got to see what happens. I can't leave. What them. was I talking about? Uh, no idea. The font, three font. Oh, hold yeah. On, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. If you brought up, if you brought a different three, though, it would just look way too weird. Oh, wow. Was, oh, wow. That was a bad fumble. Yeah, that was a terrible fumble. Russell Wilson jumped on it, though. You can say that he does more yeah. than camp. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got to go to PSAs. We're a couple minutes late. All right. We'll be back. So much better. All right, we're back. You're listening to Tough Scenes on WEGL 91.1 FM. Egan and I, we're back. Egan, Riley, and me. Yeah. Riley and I. Me and Riley. Uh, yeah, the Broncos just straight up fumbled the ball at the five-yard line. The ball went all the way into the end zone. See how Russell Wilson did go for this ball. Uh, that was kind of uh, – all right, good, good, good on him. Geno Smith playing elite football, MVP candidate. Would 
did anyone in America think that the Seahawks were going to win this game? I didn't. Uh, I didn't either. But I wouldn't have been shocked because I don't half, think the Broncos are that good either. Look at this. First half, eight possessions, six scores, zero TDs. Second half, three possessions, three TDs. And three turnovers. Oh, wait. Was that turnovers or TDs? I don't know. I think that was an O, not a D. Oh. That was a weird font. Well, there wasn't eight turnovers. Yeah, no. Eight possessions, six scores, zero turnovers in the first half. This half, three possessions, three turnovers. Yeah, zero scores. Average you tonight, thirds down, four for six. Come on, Gino. Come on, Gino. Come on, Gino. Gino. Oh. Oh, yeah, Gino. Tyler Lockett. First down. Kansas State alumni. Yeah, yeah. Corner, you suck. What else we want to talk about? Oh, uh, the the Guardians are 4-0 in their last four games. Oh, Trout has homered in seven straight. And tonight against the Guardians. Yeah, yeah he uh, he's one game off the record for the most consecutive games <laughs> with a home run. Literally, the meme happened, like, actually happened tonight. Like, Mike, Mike Trout homers for the seventh straight game as the as the Angels fall 5-4 to the Guardians. <laughs> Dude, that's we play him next. We play him tomorrow, too. Oh, and man. that's gonna happen. They're gonna be like, who's pitching tomorrow? Oh, who's who is pitching tomorrow? I don't know. If Braves lost last night and walk off. Yeah, you guys, you guys in the Mets keep love trading back and forth that division lead. Yeah, I know. Oh, we're playing right now. We're playing against the Giants. Okay, tomorrow. We have oh, we got we got some guy Morris who's like brand. He's played like one game. Oh, we just brought him up. So Mike Trout's definitely homer. Yeah, he's. <laughs> would you say he's due? Mike Mike Trout's gonna they're gonna be like Mike Trout hits a home run for the A straight for the A straight game breaking the record as the Angels follow the Guardians four three. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally like That that meme is literally Oh oh Rashad Penny bust one. That's like a twenty yard run. Flag. Oh he just busted. He just busted one. <laughs> San Diego State alumni, I think. Is that where you went? Yep, I think so. Aztecs. Oh, another holding, dude. Is it on is it on Phil Haynes? It's not on Haynes, it's on seventy two. Okay, that one's a little worse than the first one. Yeah, our, yeah. Ooh, that guy whiffed. Yeah. This looks like the Bama game. Dude, the Seahawks are playing well and their line is hurting them. I don't necessarily like the Seahawks at all, but I just I don't like the Broncos. And I don't really like Russell Wilson. And I really like Geno Smith. I'm very in, I'm indifferent on them. But, yeah, so so we just had a three-game series against the Twins, and we won all three games. Huge oh. for the AL Central. Oh, Gino! Go, Gino! Go! Gino! Oh, Targeting. Gino. Hit him in the head. Yeah. Throw a flag. Gino with a 15-yard rush. Yeah, so Third uh, one. we basically were tied for the lead in the AL Central. Now we have a three-game lead. That's awesome. And Minnesota is now five games back, and Chicago is oh. taking – it actually was a hell of a thing. That's what I'm saying. That was a targeting play. But, yeah, so right now the Cleveland is three games up on the White Sox, five games up on the Twins. And we are currently, if we, aren't, if we didn't win our division, we would, be, we would we'd be out of the wild card. So we have to win our division. Yeah. And then looking at – Are the White Sox over 500 yet? Yeah, they're five, five, .511. So barely. Barely. 72 and 69. Also, the Monday Night Football is going to the fourth quarter right now. Yeah. Moving to the east, 
Got the Yankees. They're they're winning that. But here's the problem: is the is behind the Yankees, the Blue Jays and the Tampa Bay Rays are both really good. Yeah, and the Orioles. And so that's the two wild cards. I don't know, I don't know how the Orioles have been doing recently, but they're over five hundred, right? Uh, no, they're fifty-seven and eighty-four. Orioles? Oh, Orioles! Orioles! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Orioles are. I thought you said Royals. Yeah, Orioles are seventy-three and sixty-seven. Yeah. So the two wild card spots right now in the AL are the Blue Jays and the Rays. And then, well, there's three this year. Oh yeah, it's Blue Jays, Rays, and the Mariners. The Mariners are pretty good as well. Yeah. Uh, and then Houston in in the West, it's Houston and Seattle. National League, the East. This is going to be a close one. This is going to come down to like the last game. Uh, Mets eighty nine and fifty three, and the. Uh, Braves are 87 and 53. Yeah, we're a game and a half behind, but we had the lead. Had the lead. You guys were on like, a two-game losing streak. Yeah. But before then, you were 8-0. You're on an eight-game winning streak. Yeah. And then you got the Who Braves. knows? It's it's going to come down to the last series. It's a wild card looking like for the National League. So you got the Braves right now, Phillies, Phillies and the Padres. Brewers are really the only other team that's close. I have the Brewers sneak in over the Padres. Who do you who do you got winning the? I don't know who's coming out of the NL. I don't I'll know. Just, I'll just say that I'm just gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till the playoffs are finalized. And My then I'll pick make a prediction is because I I can't. September is such a crucial crucial month. It is so many historic collapses have if, happened. If if you had to pick one right now, right now the season ended today. Dodgers. Oh, that's the pick easy pick out yeah, of the NL. Yeah, but, I mean, they're just so good. I think I'm taking the Braves, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I mean, I would love if the Braves went out, but, like, I just – I don't know. I Big don't – Big fan of the Braves team. I, oh, yeah. Good roster. Great, great young guys. Uh, just pitching, solid team. Pitching solid enough. The batting, really good. Really good. Swanson. Defense, really good. Yeah, defense, really good. I mean, yeah, no, it's either – I think it's the Braves or Dodgers. And the Mets – I mean, the Mets do have a two-game or one-and-a-half game lead on us right now. Mets just kind of cooled off. I just can't see – like, if we had to play a seven-game series against the Mets, I I think we'd win that series. Yeah, like, they started the first half of the season. They were the best team in baseball for sure. And then the Grom came back. And their offense kind of took a backseat again. And now they're kind of – they're a really good team, but they're not hot necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they definitely – still have a month to get hot again. But – And they have all the talent in the world. Yeah, no, I think it's I, – I really think it's like kind of a three – we are forgetting about the Cardinals. Like the Cardinals yeah. – Cardinals are just really good in the playoffs. So now they got Pujols who hits a bunch of home runs. Yeah, yeah. Um, 697. Past a rod, yep. Or he tied, right? Yeah, no, I think he might have passed. Yeah, I think he passed him. I think a rod was ninety six, and he had ninety seven. Oh, yeah, okay. Paul Goldschmidt's a really good player. Arenado, Arenado's really good. Goldschmidt's probably the best first baseman right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I mean, honestly, the Braves, Cardinals, Mets, and Dodgers. If I had to pick a team right now from the NL, I'm picking the Braves. Yeah, I mean, I would. I just don't want to sound too biased, but, like, I can't, like, if I had to, I would pick the Dodgers if I had to bet a substantial amount of money. Yeah. Just because they have. Oh, no. Oh. They got the ball. (laughs) So, 
Geno Smith was in the process of throwing the ball, and like halfway through, uh, Bradley Chubb knocks it out of his hand, and as he's knocking it out of his hand, the lineman that was supposed to be blocking Bradley Chubb catches the ball. So you a, missed a block, but you caught a pass. Is that a reception? That's a should count as a reception. Mark it down. So was that for motion tuck rule? Yeah. Well, but yeah, I, but out of the AL, I that Astros. I mean, the Astros are loaded. I think the Astros could win the World Series. No, yeah, they definitely can win the like, World Series. I think They're, they just have such a good team. They got such a good bullpen and such a good like just line. They have such good pitching, dude. They have such a good lineup and such a good bullpen. Like they they might overall be the best team. Like since since the All Star break, statistically, the Guardians have been the best pitching team, except for the Astros. Yeah, but the Astros have like four of the top seven Cy Young favorites. Yeah. I mean, they are. I really want to say the Yankees, but I think against no. the Astros bullpen for seven games, I don't think the Yankees. I think the Astros just own the Yankees. Well, I think it's also just like the Yankees, like, if you look at, if I saw some stat where if you go through all of the, all of Aaron Judge's home runs, came against most, a lot of them came against teams below 500, and a lot of them came against pitchers that had like an ERA of like four. Yeah. So, ooh, ooh. I mean, I'm not going to say he's not going to, if they played, he wouldn't have a good performance. But obviously, in the regular season against the Kansas City Royals, it's yeah. way easier to hit a home run than in a playoff game when, like, you have the Astros' best pitcher going yeah, at Verlander. you. Verlander. Yeah, when you have Verlander, like, actually going at you because it means something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I If I had to put money right right now on a team to win the World Series, I'd put it on the Astros. It could be a rematch of last year, Braves Astros. I think it is. That's my pick. Um, and I think the I think the Braves have a really good chance of winning again. I th- I would love to see the Braves Astros again. If you like, cuz I think I think bullpen, that would go 7 games. If your bullpen can hold up, yeah. I think you'll be able to That's the only reason why I like I didn't pick them at first. Like I, I think I'm gonna. I, if I had to pick, I'm picking. I'm settling and going to Braves. I can't pick the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. Yeah. I'm picking the Braves. That's why you go with the Astros because they have one of the best bullpens and one of the best lineups. Yeah. The problem with the Braves is they probably have the best lineup and a. Who knows what they're like? Middle of the road bullpen. Well, it's like it's sometimes great elite, and last year in the playoffs. A, a very elite, best in the MLB. Also, your rookie then, is really good. Yeah, Strider and Harris. Strider's, I really, I think I really like Strider just because I watched him at a bar like for a whole game. Yeah, he played really well. Did, was that so. the game that he had like sixteen strikeouts? Yeah, I yeah. watched that game. Yeah. So I was like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, was just awesome. sitting there at a bar, like, hey, look at Cy Young, Cy Young. Dude, if he wins Cy Young, that would be awesome. definitely good in his career. Oh yeah, I mean, rookie of the year, pretty much locked up. We gotta yeah. go to PSAs. But uh, yeah, Braves Astros. I would love to see that rematch. I I think that's yeah that's my pick right now. I'm we're definitely gonna do a more in depth analysis of the playoffs and just to switch baseball. it up. I'll go Yankees, Yankees, Mets. Give me a Subway Series. That would also be pretty fun to watch. I'd ha- hate it uh, if the Braves lost to the Mets though. Um, but yeah, we gotta go to PSAs when when the playoffs are finalized. We're gonna do it like a legitimate breakdown of the playoffs and everything that's, that's gonna, gonna be a fun, fun couple segments but yeah we'll be back 
right. We're back. back. You're listening to Tough Scenes, WEGL 91.1 We're back. FM. We're back. We're back. What's going on in Monday Night Football game? I had to go throw something away real quick. Um, What's going on is, uh, right now, nothing, really. Um, Broncos have the ball. Trying to move down the field. Yeah, and I think your fantasy team has to be toast. Yeah, we. I think probably lost by like 10 points at this point. But in my other league, I won by only one. So, got a got a close dub in that one. 115. Yeah, 115.4 to 115. Won by .4 points. Beautiful. Yeah, I lost. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, apparently, Jersey Jerry is live right now. And he has a $1,000 parlay to win 15000 the last leg is Broncos money line. Uh, doesn't look the best, man. Not and usually, I, I I really like Jerry, but I can't I can't ride. I'm sorry, Jerry. I just don't want the Broncos to win. And I yeah I just I can't can't ride with them. Um, but UFC disaster. Uh, UFC had a dumpster fire of a weekend. Uh, oh oh, Jerry Judy. Boop, boop. We bump. First down. Okay. And his own teammate tripped him. And uh, so the original card was Tony Ferguson versus some guy, Rodriguez. I don't know his, like, first name. Yair? Maybe. It was something Rodriguez versus Tony Ferguson. And then the next fight Hamzat. was Diaz. Yeah. But before that one, there was a Kevin Holland versus who knows. But Kevin Holland was fighting someone. Mm-hmm. And then the third fight was Hamzat Chimaev versus Nate Diaz. So the story goes, apparently uh, Kevin Holland and Hamzat, when they go on Friday, when they showed up to the arena to do their press conference and they're waiting backstage about to get announced or whatever, apparently them two get into it. And um, and they I don't think they actually like ever really like threw punches or anything. I there's so many people around, but like they they got a, their teams got in like a little scuffle, and then Nate Diaz, like right as this is happening, he's like him and his team are like walking in, and so when when he's he's just walking in and he sees Hamzat, the guy who he's fighting that weekend, just like screaming, getting held back, like as he's as like because he's trying to fight someone. Nate Diaz being Nate Diaz. Is like, hey, who, who who's talking trash? Yeah, you talking trash? He didn't even know who he was saying it to. And Nate Diaz was like, "You talking to me? <laughs> what are you yelling for?" He basically was just like, "This guy's yelling and fighting. I have to. I, I'm going. I'm to joining. I'm. Who who does he think he's fighting? <laughs> Not me. I'm How fighting. can I make this situation about me? <laughs> yeah. And so his team's walk. So his team's walking in as Hamzat's like screaming at Kevin Holland and this and that. And Nate Diaz is like, "I'm fighting that guy tomorrow." He's screaming and yelling right now. Hey, what the? And so then Nate Diaz's team goes after Hamzat. And then then they all just get separated. And Dana White's like, nope, not, not even doing it. Everyone just go home. Yeah. And so then it's fight day. Or no, it's not fight day. It's day be, is, do they do weigh-ins on Friday? Yeah. So then maybe that happened on a Thursday night. Now it's Friday. It's time to weigh in. Uh. Hamzat was fighting Nate Diaz at 170, and he weighed 178. 
Yeah. Not even close. Not even close. And he didn't look, like, surprised or, like, upset that he didn't make it. I don't know if he – I don't think he tried to make it, uh, <laughs> to be honest. I don't understand the logic. Because most of the times when you see guys miss by, like, a pound or two and they're, like, really, really trying, like, last minute to make weight, they'll look, like, really sickly up on the scale because they just sat in, like, a sauna for eight hours. Oh! Oh. But he was, like, smiling and was just kind of, like, shrugged. It was like, I tried. Yeah. And so they were just kind of like, what a, what is what? going on? Like, we can't do this anymore. Like, he's basically 180 fighting 170, which the fight already was unfair for Nate Diaz because – Nate Diaz is super old and hasn't fought in a while. And oh yeah, it's undefeated. Yeah. So then the UFC is like, we like this. Like, we what is going on? This fight just can't happen. And so they, they pull just like a reverse Uno card, and they were like, "All right, Kevin, how about instead of fighting this guy, you fight Kamzat because you guys hate each other and have been talking trash for a while, and then Nate Diaz, I'll just have him fight Tony." Yeah. And then your guys' opponents uh sucks to suck. And yeah. then that's just what happened. And the fights ended up Did you watch the did you watch the fights? No. I was I was only looking forward to the Diaz Hamzat because I want to see Hamzat like just destroy Nate Diaz. The Hamzat fight was Hamzat, okay. Going into this weekend, I think Hamzat was one of the most liked people in the UFC. Now I think he's like one of the most hated people in the UFC because First of all, he went in and he just missed weight, which people don't like when you just blatantly miss weight and don't yeah. try. Yeah. And then also, Nate Diaz made it like, he was like, Nate Diaz was like, I don't like this guy and like America. And so then it became like a, well, we like Kamza, but we like Nate Diaz more and we're all American. And Nate Diaz is like America versus this guy or whatever. Yeah. So now it's like no one likes Kamza anymore. He's getting booed after his fight. Yeah. But he, I th- it was like he did an ounce of cocaine before he went out to his fight. Because <laughs> as soon as the bell rung, he sprinted and shot on the guy. Mm-hmm. And d- they were just like, uh, what do you call it? Like when you're kind of just like sprawling. Yeah. And you're like moving positions, I guess. Uh, He was just doing that at like at a rapid pace. And he was just like, it was like someone was like, all right, Hamza, you have 50 seconds to take this guy out. And he just went at it. And, I mean, he did submit the guy in the first round after, like, two minutes or what, something. What submission? Uh, Darce. Really? Darce choke, yeah. Oh, I have to watch it then. Darces are, like, some of the and one of the coolest He just, like, went crazy. Like, the guy didn't necessarily look bad. He was just, like, seemed like he just wasn't ready and got, like, overwhelmed right from, like, the jump. Because I was just going, like. Well, he also, like, was eight pounds overweight. He was just going, like, like he animal level on him. Yeah. Like, super quick. Like, really fast. And the other guy was just not prepared and got in a bad spot. And then... Oh, did the Broncos just score? Um, I think they're reviewing it. And then the Nate Diaz-Tony Ferguson fight, the fight of the last two brain cells. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that, was, that made me laugh. You sent that to me. That was, like... It was almost just, like, funny to watch. Because, like, Nate Diaz would, like, stop and, like put his arm on the fence and like look at uh Dana and be like I'm tired <laughs> or just say something to him and then Tony kept like doing like spin moves and like turning <laughs> that, his back that does not surprise and you just, you just kept hearing his 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 corner going stop turning stop giving him your back stop turning around and he just kept doing <laughs> just kept doing it and then I think finally 
in like the fourth round, Nate Diaz submitted him. Yeah, guillotine. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was uh, an absolute disaster of a UFC card. I can't think of another card yeah, that no. got like uh, maybe the Habib Dosanos, where Tony Tony that. tore his ACL like walking, and then Max Holloway didn't yeah, get cleared. Yeah, he like tripped on like cords. It wasn't Dosanos. It was uh, yeah, it was Alaquinta. Yeah, Alaquinta. Yeah, and that's when Habib won the championship. Like I that you know Tony Ferguson just and then Connor through injured the dolly walking. Yeah, yeah, that was almost like that level. Oh. oh. And the Seahawks defense, uh, they were getting torched on this drive, but they're kind of tightening it up on the on the goal line. But yeah, it's UFC, but what's the next one? Also, I want to know is like, are the people who sit ringside just like Dana White's like favorite celebrities? I don't know. Uh, like it just they're the most random bunch <laughs> yeah, of people. Yeah, who was there this weekend? Uh. Tommy Lee. The drummer? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, there wasn't that many people there this weekend as far as celebrities go. There's always a bunch of different fighters there. Yeah. Uh, oh. Hey, what was that, Pat? What yeah. were you doing? That was... Russell Wilson just had a really bad pass on third and goal, fourth and goal. Looks like they're not going for it and they're going to kick a field goal. Uh, yeah. Six minutes left. Yeah, I think that's what you do. They're down by four. I don't know, but with the way Geno Smith is playing, yeah, I don't trust my defense. Give me the ball back that quick. I don't know. Gino. Also, with the kicking woes this week, how much do we? How much do we trust Brandon McManus? It's May know, two it's tonight, two two. thirty and forty. What's this? Uh, Twenty six. These are these are the hardest to make. It's up. It's good. It is good. Is that like right down the middle? All right, so seventeen sixteen. Not the bar. Also, back to the Browns kicker, that field goal. New York. He also hit, like, the most sick draw of all time. <laughs> you see it, he start. It started. It, it looks like he was going to miss. Yeah, if you see it, he, he starts it. He was, he was drawing it. It's yeah. just what he does. He, st- he started uh, to the right of the right goal post and then just curved, curved it back right to the middle. And, dude, that thing would have been good for another 10 yards. Yeah. Boswell kind of did the same thing, except it drew right into the loudest doink I've ever heard. Yeah, me and Riley were saying that earlier, that there's definitely a guy with, like, a boom mic. That's just at the bottom of, like, whenever they're about to kick it, he runs out there. When they when they lift up the, the net in the back, he runs out there with the boom mic. Yeah, like, ever since the double doink happened, all of the doinks in football have been significantly louder and significantly, like... Just more painful. Yeah, the NFL's but just also like, like we gotta get mics everywhere. It's it's beautiful. Like the noise is beautiful when it's not your team. Like Oh no, yeah, when it's a different team. Like when Bolivis doinked in twenty nineteen. Especially Iron Bowl. when it's a team you hate. Yeah. So like that doink sounded great to you. Yeah. That was that was like that's what they get for all these years of I, I just I don't me. know how the goal like why does the goalpost sound like that? I guess they're hollow. I, like I, I guess it's literally just like a metal tube. I w- sometimes I wish the goalpost would sound like a like a '90s Put baseball some, bat. You know, like like a ping. That would be it. Would be really you know. But I do like the. D. They should like cut out some like slits in it all around, so it's like so it's like an instrument. Oh yeah, 
So like Play if you notes? if you if you hit it up up top, it's gonna be real high pitched. Yeah. Like, like the baseball bat. If you hit the middle, like the middle bar down the bottom, it's gonna be like boom. Or yeah, <laughs> it it's a wooden goalpost and it just sounds like uh Aaron Judge just squared one up. It literally is just they put a tree in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta hit the tree. Yeah. Oh dude. Yeah. Imagine if field goals weren't like you had to make it through something, you had to hit something. That would be a game changer. Yeah, and it was like you have to hit the bottom, the crossbar. You have to go it's pick crossbar out. Challenge. You have to go pick out a fan from the opposing team in the end zone and kick it at them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or you just have to punt it, and it's like a hail mary. Or just you can't kick a field like those are lame. We're not doing that anymore. We're going for two or going for it on fourth down. I think, uh, I think on a punt you should be able to catch your own punt, or you should be able to throw the ball. By kicking it. Oh no! On a punt, there should be no like formation rules. Like you should, you could, you should be able to put one guy in the line if you want the snapper, and then have everyone else in like a ridiculous position. Yeah, like the Christmas tree. Yeah, just have them like have them like spaced out. Like your line, your like say you're on like the twenty yard line. You got guys on like the forty, just like spread all the way out. You have no idea where anyone's going, how to cover, it, and they all just when you say hike, they all just run like zigzags. Yeah, but you can't fake it. You have to punt it if you do it like a a weird formation. They should be they should be allowed to. Oh, we gotta go PSA. Yeah, we do, but yeah. they should be allowed to like like on special teams. You guys can all wear the same number. <laughs> and just <laughs> <laughs> you gotta find who has the ball. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a game of not hide and go seek, but a guess. Find the needle in the haystack. Yeah, right. where's the ball? Where's the ball? <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> all, right, all right, we're back. Uh, Seamus Winston is the funniest guy of all time. Uh, you're listening to Tough Scenes, WGL 91.1 FM. And that video of, uh, I don't even know His, what like, pre-draft interview. Yeah, with J- with Jim Harbaugh and a uh, Michigan assistant coach. Which, like, why was he getting interviewed by Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, was it like, I, I it think it prep. Yeah, I think it was like prep. Like, interview like prep. Interview prep practice. <laughs> I don't know if we can say the, th- I think the we, things they asked him about, but like when I think just, we can we can say we just can't talk about like yeah, yeah. dude it was so funny that they're like <laughs> snow crabs snow. what is it what is it what's crabs what's up with the crabs yeah and he's just talk oh. about talk about the crab the snow crab and don't uh, don't don't just blow over it here I'll be Jameis you be the you'll be the coach okay. uh so what happened with the crab the 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 snow crabs what what happened with that uh. I had gotten some for free from someone who had worked at the store. At Publix. And, and uh, that's just all that happened. I got them for free. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, dude. dude I like so when he funny. asked him, but did you ever have disciplinary issues in high school? And he's like, yeah, I, I got disciplined for a game against John Carroll uh, because yeah. my coach was crying and I was laughing and he felt like I was disrespecting him. <laughs> and it was like such a serious situation. And he's like, yeah, uh, I, I did get in trouble one time. Um, I basically, I was laughing at my coach for being a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, sex? You got, you got a sex addiction? You, you what, addic- what's are you addicted to sex? You addicted to sex? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, sir, no. That is my favorite. That might be my favorite YouTube video of all time. Anything Jameis says is funny. If if you haven't heard his most recent interview, he's, he's talking about uh, human body. Yeah. Now it just is a beautiful machine and it, it just works together. He's like, you know, listen, you know, everything, it, it you know, the, your, your, your knees 
uh, your are your shoulders, you know, your elbows, uh, your, your knees are your elbows or the lower half, you know, your ankles or your wrists, you know, it all just works together, man. It all just works together. And then this after Saints got uh pretty much a walk off field goal to get the complete the comeback against the Falcons, and then this was his post game interview. Where was the pain, Jameis? Yeah, just pain. It was pain everywhere. So we gotta keep on pushing, pushing through and being resilient. Hey, pain. pain everywhere. Pain, pain everywhere. Pain that, everywhere. Me, me after Auburn loses to Penn State. Pain, pain everywhere. Me after uh, going on a run. Yeah. Pain, <laughs> pain everywhere. Me after any physical activity at the age of twenty-one. Pain. Yep. Yeah, p- pain everywhere. We, but we we gotta Dude, we gotta keep on being so resilient. Funny. Like anything he says is just like like the one. It's time, gold. The one time where he's like, they're they're interviewing him after they won, and he goes. Hey, man, you know, just like what we were saying earlier, my coach came to me today, and he told us to be prepared, man. He came, and he told me. He just told us to be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that one. (laughs) But even, like, his movements, dude, like, like, remember him, his warm-up videos, or just whenever he posts a video of his trainer? Oh, he's just the most, I don't even think the human body can move like that. One of his training videos is just in a room filled with like heavy bags, and his coach is just <laughs> his coach is just running around pushing him, and he's running in between him, just zigging, zigging and zagging, and his coach is following him, pushing the things. And there's like no like like there's no like structure to it at all. They're just running around. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, this I think this might be the. Uh... I just think we were prepared. You know, one thing my uh, my trainer he told me. He said, what did he say? He just told us to be prepared. <laughs> God, Jameis is the gift that keeps giving, dude. You know, I, our trainer, he came to me and he told me. Uh, what did he tell me? He uh, just told me to be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that he's the starting quarterback in the NFL again. And he's, he's absolutely electric. And he got 22 points of fantasy. He did. He did. He, he went dude, off. he's actually, like, really good. Yeah, he's not a bad player. He makes <laughs> thirty like, for thirty. Never yeah, been done. Yeah, he like he's really good. He just has like five plays a game. We were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> it, it's crazy to think about like that. He he's a Heisman Trophy winner, and he was like the face of college football for like a year and a half. Yeah, and him then, and Mariota. It's also crazy that Mariota won a Heisman Trophy. Like now, looking back, like man, Mariota was a Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, and like the second overall draft pick. Oh, what? No, 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 no. Wait, was he? Wait, when did, when did Mariota get drafted? It might have been. Yeah, they were one too, right? Jameis, Jameis, the Bucks, and then Titans. Mar- yeah, yeah, something like that. Or he might, he was and he almost won a playoff game. He almost won a uh, NFL regular season game with the Falcons yesterday against Jameis. That's uh, kind of weird. Falcons Dude. just choke, man. I don't know. You know, just just because those are my two of my favorite Ooh. players in the NFL, just because of their time in college football together. Was yeah. a good, I didn't. Good time I never really liked. Football. I never really liked Mariota, and I didn't, when Jameis was in college, wasn't the biggest fan of him either. But I like because Florida State he, just being good. Because yeah. I like when they have primetime games under the lights, and oh! yeah, they they got that going on. They, I think he probably can't do it now. But the guy coming out with the big oh no yeah fiery they still staff. do yeah yeah uh, dude seeing that on what's like, his name what 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 are they called Chief Osceola like, yeah when it was like the seven thirty game prime time and you playing know, Clemson 
Yeah, and it was like under the lights, and that guy comes out, and they got the fire going. That thing just it just hyped me up. I like that. No, it's it's completely different when when Clemson kind of took over the ACC. It just wasn't as cool to me. And Clemson no, has yeah. a really cool like atmosphere. I'm also so jealous of like people who got to see the '90s Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because that would just be like a fun time to be alive. Yeah, just the early 2000s. What like. do you think is our version of that? Like, there was those, there was that team, like the Hurricanes, and then there was like the Trojans who were like really faint. Like, 2019 LSU. And then there like, was like the Gators, kind of. Oh, no. 08 Gators is up there. Yeah, the Gators. And then but 13, that was, that was like State. one. That was, what I'm saying is like that was like one year. Like, the oh, well, Trojans for like, were like for like four or five years. Bam, the past million years. Yeah, like. but they're not like Georgia. F- they're not a flashy like fun team. Like Hurricanes were like a oh, fun team. Like uh, the Trojans were like a I don't know fun team. You know? Maybe uh, well, Georgia's not really a fun team either. I guess LSU. Yeah, LSU in 2019 was like a fun team uh, to watch. They were explosive on offense. Joe Burrow was smoking scars. You know Auburn 2013. Uh, Florida State 2013. That's yeah, like the only really, thing I don't, don't really like. Have one. That's I want like, like a. Dynasty to come back where it's like these guys are like mean on defense, the wide receivers are like celebrities, <laughs> it's the greatest show on turf type deal. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe a 12 team playoff might might come back. Maybe Texas Narch Man. Yeah, or Texas with Quinn, Quinn Ewers. Can we please stop getting these white Friday night lights Quarterbacks. from the suburbs? From the burbs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a 4 and 18, folks. Did I send that? I had this. I sent that somewhere. I sent. I think I texted it to Thomas. That's like a me and Thomas tradition. Uh, no, I didn't. Dude, I, I. That was. That's one of my. That favorite. thread. That text thread there is all time. <laughs> oh, dang it, dude! I don't know where. It has to be somewhere in the group chat. It has to be. It's orange bloods from. Uh, it was when Texas lost to Maryland. <laughs> Charlie 2.0. Just pop the top off number four. Can we quit recruiting white Friday night hero quarterbacks from the Burbs? Three 15-yard penalties by three seniors. I've never seen a more unprepared team. This one was right. Tom Herman isn't going to make it. That is true. This is a 3-9 and nine or 4-8 and eight team, folks. They actually ended up beating Oklahoma that year. And winning the Sugar Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. That is- against Georgia. Yeah, well, we're about to have to end the show. Quick final update. Two minutes left. 17-16. Broncos have the ball driving down the field. And uh, I'll just just end the end the uh, show with this. Holistic body. Everything about your body. You have to be able to work certain things. Just because my knee hurting, that doesn't mean that I need to work my knee. I need to work my hips, right? I need to work my ankles. Uh, and you, you got certain things that are, we're all like it's, our body is so symmetrical. Right, you got you got your wrists, you know, and then you, what are your wrists on the bottom half? Your ankles, you know, and you got your shoulders up top, what are your shoulders, your hips, you know what I'm saying? You got your elbows, what are your elbows? Your knees, right? Like so uh, <laughs> That's uh, that's awesome. And the whole time he's like, I never thought of it like that, Jameis. The whole time he's working it out and smiling and just like <laughs> flailing his arms around. It's great. Dude, I hope I hope the Saints have like a playoff run this year. I hope is. James Winston just wins, just runs for president next next <laughs> nah, next time. He... Well, because nah. I mean, if he gives a speech like that, we're all just gonna be like, oh damn, yeah, yeah all right, Jameis. My, my hips are my my shoulders. My elbows are my knees. If I got a knee injury, I work out my hips. Uh, what are your? I wrists? actually think what that might your... be. I think that is true. What are your wrists on the bottom half? My ankles. 
Your ankles. Your elbows. Your knees. <laughs> All right. Simple as that. Another great show. It was an honor. It was an honor, dude. It was an honor. Blessed Mike. It was. Coming back next Monday, 8 o'clock. Another Monday Night Football uh, Tough Scenes cast along with uh, us talking about other stuff. And Vega Mayfield lost. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next Monday. Love you guys. Yeah, love you guys. Peace. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Tough Scenes. If you're interested in more sports content, visit WEGLFM.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at RileyZepp and at Egan.83. I hope everyone has a great rest of the week, and I'll see you next Monday at 9 with another episode of Tough Scenes. Hey, I'm on.